Keeping podcasts weird from the live music capital of the world, Austin, Texas, the city that brought you the Oasis, Ben McKenzie, Geech Cooch, Tom Kite, Kendra Scott, the Poodle Dog Lounge, and the world's largest urban population of Mexican free-tailed bats, it's a slippery slope with the dazed and confused Mark Browner and Lodger. Oh, oh my God. I know that the dazed and confused uh, little thing we say yeah. is just kind of in fun, but I'm actually confused because I didn't know who any of those people you mentioned were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going for a little obscure. Okay. Well. I mean, that was a lot obscure. I don't know who any of, the, of those people are. Okay, well you know, I know what, what the Poodle Dog Lounge is and the yeah. and the Oasis. Of course. But in between those I ben, I was like, who? Ben McKenzie. He was in um yeah. the OC. Uh and oh. uh, more recently he's in uh, that TV show Gotham. He plays Commissioner Gordon. Oh, yeah. oh okay. He's yeah. an actor from Austin. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. And Geech Cooch, wow, he was like an old actor from the 70s. He did uh, that TV show that you may remember called Carter Country. Okay, uh, that's I do remember that, and I did think I knew who that was, and that's exactly who I thought it was. So, yes, I do remember that. Okay, Tom Kite's a golfer. Oh, okay. A, a professional. No wonder go- I didn't know. A professional golfer. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know okay. if he plays anymore. He's probably a, on the senior tour by this. By this time, so yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Kendra Scott, she like, uh, she's from Austin, and she started a jewelry company. Just oh. you know, started real small here in Austin, and now she's like, she's nationwide now. Big time, you know. Wow, that, that name cool. is known all over. So wow, cool. Going back to Carter Country, do you remember? You know the guy. I can't remember the name of the guy who played the uh, the uh, sheriff. Was he the sheriff? Was it? No, like, no, he was the mayor. Oh, the mayor. He was the mayor, you know. Isn't yeah, it, and he had been in something. The guy with the mustache and the curly black hair. No, that was no, the no, sheriff. No, no, no. Chub- okay. Yeah, the chubby guy. Uh, and he would say, "Here's why. Here's why I brought it up because he would say, handle it, handle it.' Remember that? He would tell <laughs> wow. them to take care of something. He'd be like, he'd be like, handle it, handle it. Wow. And, and so now, no, I when don't somebody at, oh yeah, that was like his catchphrase. You know, uh, okay. I mean, it was probably almost every episode. And so now, when well. somebody asks a question, when somebody asks a question and no one knows the answer, mm-hmm. I go, Google it, Google it. <laughs> wow." <laughs> That is so weird that that your knowledge of of Carter Country is well beyond <laughs> mine. I just have this vague memory of a, a semi boring show. <laughs> uh, we I think we kind of liked it, and the guy who played the mayor, I uh, think he was on ben, Benson or something. He was on uh, some other show because wasn't Carter Country about a black guy who goes to work as a sheriff at a at a small southern oh, town or something. Yeah, you and, may be right. And the sheriff played by French somebody. French, I can't remember what his name is, but uh, oh yeah. man, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to <laughs> Google it, Google it. We're gonna have to Google um, it, Google it. Right. I, I thought it. I, I can't remember. I was thinking it was Cleavon Little, but it's not. That was you know, another show. I was about to say that Cleavon Little, but uh, that, God. 
<laughs> Damn it, I'm going to have to Google it now. Wikipedia that shit. All right. It was, yeah, Cleavon Little played a sheriff <laughs> in, d- yeah, in Blazing well, Saddles, but... In Blazing Saddles, that's yeah. That's completely different. It was, but I f- that's probably why I think of of um, uh, of Cleavon Little when I think of Carter Country because uh-huh. it because of that very that very connection that it was almost like a modern day um, Blazing Saddles kind of a thing where you know a black guy comes into this little southern town and he's going to be the sheriff and I I don't think they know that he's black before he gets you know when they hire him somehow or something or i don't remember the whole setup i'm trying to google it here and of course my computer's just sitting here going hourglass 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 okay. i do see starring victor french yeah victor french remember i was saying french but i couldn't remember his first name yeah i played the sheriff and then it's uh Kenay holiday or keen yeah i, I don't know I yeah k-e-n-e i think it's actually kin Oh, just Ken. Uh, who was okay. he? I guess he's the... Yeah, who was he? He was the the black uh, police officer. Mm, okay. And yeah. um, oh, uh, Richard I... Paul. Richard Paul yeah. is the guy who... Handle it, handle it. Right. I Yes. Now it, it's all coming back to me. Yeah, that, that guy well, is... I've seen him in a million things, and he always kind yeah. of plays the same kind of a person. Yeah, dumb, dumb country hick from the south victor right. french was freaking um he was mr um on um little house on the prairie mr <laughs> don't you remember that mr. did you watch little house on the prairie mr chicken fucker oh come on man give me a break <laughs> come on man don't 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 fuck with little house on the prairie uh, in its okay. early days it was fucking amazing Who yeah was yeah because you know. When I was a kid, of course, we read all the Little House books, and I loved them because I'm a oh, big girl at heart. Right. Okay, I loved okay. the Little House. And so when the show came all on, right. which actually it started as a TV movie. Yeah. And, of course, in the books, Mr. Whatever the fuck his name is, Mr. Chickenfucker, is like the, <laughs> the guy, you, you know, you love him. He mm-hmm. he comes and he visits and he does and he's a he's a very vivid character. Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. Now, OK, I'm going to have to. Click on Victor French, and he carries a chicken go everywhere he goes to his <laughs> filmography, television. Okay. Let's go to Little House on the Prairie. Okay, and well, see who let me, the fuck he played. Let me just apologize to you for shitting on Little House on the Prairie. I didn't realize that it it was kind of near and dear to your heart. So uh, yeah, sorry about that. Oh no, it's okay. He played Mr. Edwards. Mr. Edwards. Wow. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in the books, you love Mr. Edwards because he was kind of a, uh, you know, he he was kind of one of those guys that he was around Laura Ingalls Wilder, and she's a little mm-hmm. girl, and he didn't treat her like a little girl, and yet he did. Oh. And I don't know. I don't know. But I I always love you know as a kid I loved the books when they made it into a a, um, a TV movie I think it was the Christmas episode was the first one uh, loved it loved Mr Edwards loved Victor French as Mr Edwards he was perfect for that role oh, okay. and um so anyway she was just kind of a we a, really a got non- off on a slippery slope there just <laughs> kind of a a non threatening uh, uncle figure yeah yeah. Okay. Like he was really supposed to be big and rough and tumble and, you know, could, you know, do a lot of manly things. Mm-hmm. But with Laura Ingalls Wilder and when, you know, in the first book, she's 
a little girl. She's like seven or eight, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, he treats he's very he's very tender with her uh. and and uh, you just love him, you know. He's, he's a, he's a. I love the. I'm gonna cry. I love the little house books. I think they're so hmm. amazing. Wow. And I yes so yes he, I am a girl. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Edwards. Well, yeah. So well, didn't you know? I get. Did you read any of the little house books when you were a kid? No, I know my sisters did, because they were they were girls too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I will, you know, one thing that was really great for me as a kid, I mean, my mom, I know your your mom and dad are amazing people and were really great parents and mine mom mm-hmm. and dad were too. Right. And my mom would read to us a lot. Uh, of course, you know, we Agreed. grew up in the country and there there wasn't much to do and so and I guess because my mom was a girly girl and loved the little she tried to read things to us that she loved so i you know she read peppy longstocking she read heidi she read little house books but also like a christmas carol and just a ton of stuff to us when we were kids sure and I, yeah. I think that's how i fell in love with little house is she read it to us one time hmm. okay well, okay yeah. yeah i can definitely see how that can be very near and dear to your heart then for sure okay yeah, yeah. Wow. You, you. She was really good at it too. You know, she would read, and she didn't uh, really do voices, I guess. But you know, the books kind of came alive when she read them, and so you know. Of course, they. So she kind of, <laughs> kind of instilled in you early. You know, the, uh, the love of reading. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And oh God, yeah. When I was a kid, going to the library was like going to the. You know, was like going to the mall. We love to go to the library. Yeah, same here. Uh, we we live just a few blocks away from a library in Lagrange, which is a very small library. But they, you know, of course, when I was a little boy, reading the Hardy Boys mysteries was uh, always interesting. Oh so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I read a lot of those too. I like those too. And of course, some Nancy Drew because I'm a girl. And uh, no, that's cool. Yeah. I've, I, mean, I forget about the Hardy Boys. Sure. Yeah, that was, uh, I can't even remember their names. It was like Frank and... Joe. And Frank and Joe, I yes. I believe. Frank and yes. Joe Hardy, yeah. And their pal Chet Morton. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, <laughs> good one. <laughs> now, how, how is it that I could remember just one of their friends and not, uh, not uh, <laughs> Joe's name? That's crazy. It's kind of funny the things that you retain and the things that come back to you, you know, about, I mean, about 10, 15 years ago when Amazon became, I don't know when Amazon.com really kind of came around, but when the internet came around and you could find things much easier, like thing, like books and things to buy. Yeah. And I kind of bought a lot of books that I read as a kid that I really liked. And, hmm. um, mm-hmm. and so that, that was and so it was it's cool to have like one of my favorite books we're really on a tangent now but one yeah, of my favorite books that i loved when i was a kid is, is a book called a day no pigs would die by robert newton peck Holy um, shit. okay yeah yeah it's it's uh, and to reread it as an adult and see all the things that are in it is really kind of it's like wow something that may have influenced your whole way of thinking about things when you reread something sometimes it's yeah Hmm. anyway is it what was it was it a book about the the day they had a fire drill at the slaughterhouse no (laughs) (laughs) it was a 
It was a it was a boy. He he was a he uh, grew up in a Quaker family, and his father was a was a butcher. They they farmed pigs, which my dad did too when I was a kid. Okay. And um, and I can't remember what happened. Oh oh, his father. I do believe his father dies in the books book, oh. and so of course that's the day the day no pigs would die. And wow. um, except it, for his it's father. It's just really it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's so mean. Why you? Dad. Oh man, you are stabbing me in the fucking heart okay. here, man. Sorry, sorry. Shitting, shitting <laughs> on, shitting on a little little house in the prairie. Shitting on a day no pigs would die. Dang. Damn, dude. I've just, oh, it hurts. I just incurred some. <laughs> I just incurred some bad karma, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I know, right? Jesus. Don't tell me something you like from when you were a kid. I didn't shit on the Hardy Boys. Well, I know, but I know. I, but I, I I'm only kidding. The Hardy Boys. It's just I'd never, I never uh, read the book, uh, the the day no pigs would die. But uh, yeah, yeah. It sounds it sounds rather poignant. Then yeah, if it uh, the whole reason it's, being that his father died, that's pretty sad. Yeah, it's definitely like a coming of age book, you know. It's and this boy, I mean, it's it, I don't know. I could go on and on. He goes to the fair. He gets to go to the fair, and because they're Quakers, they're very simple people, you know. And he he goes to the fair, and I think his aunt gives him. It may have been like a dime, maybe it was a dollar, uh, you know, which was a big deal. That cheap bitch. <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> Fuck you. Let's talk about something else. Okay. Something sorry. I hate too. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. No, I mean. Why you got to shit on everything, <laughs> Mark Browner? <laughs> uh, I, I was only only going for a laugh. I wasn't trying to be mean. Uh, I know it's funny. Okay. Um, that's our people don't. Maybe they'll learn as we do this podcast that that's one of my catchphrases. Is why you got to <laughs> yeah. shit on everything, Mark Browner? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I wish I had a. So you will hear that. I wish I had wish, shows. right. I wish I had a dime for every time that I've heard that. Yeah, because and I'm the only one who says it. But you would be a rich man. Yes, uh, I'd have a pocket. Hey, I know. We, I'd have a pocket full of dimes. <laughs> there are worse things to have a pocket full of, I guess. Yeah. So. Like if I had well, uh, if I had 150 cheap ass ants who gave me a dime each. <laughs> <laughs> what would that be like? Fifteen? I think that's like fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that ain't bad. I mean, you could you know you could go out and have, have a lunch. Meal. Yeah, you could have lunch for fifteen dollars. Pretty decent lunch, you know. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. Well, let's talk about some. Let's talk about something that I didn't like, so I can shit on something for a while. Okay, sounds good. All to me. right. <laughs> I uh, uh, I just this evening on the evening we're recording this, I watched um, Fox's remake of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, and hmm. it was pretty fucking horrible. <laughs> oh no, really? It, it was disappointing on many, many levels. I, I it wasn't hor. I wouldn't say it was horrible. It was okay. rather bland and mm-hmm. a little dull and a little uninspired at times. Um, uh, there were certainly things that uh, I liked about it, but overall, it was you know it was just kind of yeah. Why bother? Yeah. Well, it's kind of hard to compete with the original because it was so fresh and new and risque. So it's right, kind of you right. know, how do you how do you you know go above uh, you know that high bar 
Right. And it was also, I mean, you know, times have changed. Things that are in the original that were shocking. Yeah. In 1975, are not shocking anymore, really. Yeah. Um, they would have had a, to go a lot further on TV to to shock modern audiences. Although there were there were little things that were odd, like um, you know, just like in the movie Brad and Janet, the 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 young actor and actress who played that, yeah. uh, those roles were in their underwear for more than half of the movie um yes. and and the uh the guy who played Brad his name is uh, he's the only one I wrote down Ryan McCartan um okay. looked really nice in his underwear <laughs> it was okay. certainly you know he looked real I mean he's a handsome young guy so it, it was certainly no no trouble watching him in his underwear was he wearing um, tidy whities he was okay which is a fetish of mine so oh, anyway okay <laughs> okay all right so anyway he's he you know that was certainly they didn't they didn't but like the guy who played rocky who was okay yeah wore gold boxer shorts you know and rocky needs to be in uh, gold bikini briefs you know they're yeah. you know boxer shorts are stupid and i hate them and <laughs> Right. <laughs> and they they just look dumb in context with this movie. If if I'm going to build a, a Frankenstein monster to uh, to be my plaything, I'm not putting him in gold boxer shorts. Yeah, that kind of is sounds weird. Yeah. Yeah. Is that when, anyone's turn on? I don't <laughs> think that's anyone's turn on. And when you say boxer shorts, you mean like boxer shorts, like almost to the knee? Um. Yeah. Good. Good. Halfway down the thigh. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, although weird. they were a, they were a little flimsy, uh, and his and the guy who played Rocky, whoever he was, he's a fairly muscular guy. Uh, his ass looked really nice in them, and <laughs> and so I mean, it, it was almost like gold, silk, golden silk boxer shorts. Uh, okay. But I mean, why? Why wouldn't you just put him in bikini? I mean. You know, there there's certainly no. Yeah, I just didn't get that choice because there's certainly not. If you're gonna have guys running around in tidy whities, then I don't see how a guy running around in gold uh, pants like they wore in the original would mm. be too much for television. Yeah, yeah. So it, the, it didn't make sense. So the gold boxer shorts were kind of anticlimactic for you. In many ways. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so the whole. Th the whole thing is was directed by this guy Kenny Ortega, yeah. um, who's is the is the guy who also ruined Billy Squire's career by by. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Do you know that? Yeah, by that directing story? that that music video that uh, wrecked uh, his rocker career, ruined his street yeah, cred. Because because he was so gay in that freaking right. video. Yeah, it's, I think it's "Rock Me Tonight." I, it's a song yeah. that actually yeah. is. A, popular song and it did well in the charts but it just right. totally but the music ruined, video uh, ruined things yeah yeah because if i don't know if billy squires i mean billy squire had a song called the stroke if he's not gay he, he certainly should be <laughs> i don't i don't really know if he is or not and i i uh but that video sure made you think he was whether he was or not uh -huh. so and Kenny Ortega has directed a lot of stuff on the Disney Channel, and and he's just a lame director. I mean, okay. and he just made a lot of lame choices in this thing. Certainly, yeah. I wasn't happy that uh, Laverne Cox was cast as Frankenfurter because anytime you cast a woman as Frankenfurter, a male character, all of the sexual tension between the characters in the movie are to me is lost. Isn't there's isn't, there's no isn't Laverne transgender? 
Well, she is, but of course they don't. She doesn't present herself as a, well. I mean, that's really a hard one. I know because yeah. you know the character says I'm um a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Right. So you know, but Tim Curry is certainly a male, even sure. though he wore female lingerie. True, but when he, the, when he the, when he when he raised his arms, his his you know his regular man chest would pop out of his bustier and you you would obviously right. know that he was a man so yeah okay and that yeah laverne cox has breasts right um i don't i don't know you know i've seen rocky many many times in a theater where there's been a live cast and anytime a female plays frankenfurter or rocky it just it just ruins it for me and i know yeah. that's because i'm a gay guy and i want to see a, a gay guys i want to see guys do those roles but it's just like yeah. you know when frankenfurter goes to the bedrooms of brad and janet yeah. when he goes to brad's bedroom there's really no there's no tension there because mm-hmm. she Laverne Cox kind of presents as female, right. and when she goes to Janet's bedroom, mm-hmm. two girls isn't that edgy, in my opinion, especially nowadays. Right, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you see lesbian stuff on Pretty, Pretty Little Liars, you know, which is a, like right, a mainstream yeah. TV show, so it's like <laughs> no, no big whoop. No big whoop. And I know, too, that I mean, one thing. So to, so those were kind of my things I, I didn't care for that that kind of bummed me out about it. But the yeah. good thing was, like, there's a scene in the swimming pool towards the end where the character who played Brad and the character who played Rocky n- nearly kissed. They didn't quite show it, but uh, it was close enough to be edgy and, and sexual uh, and being two guys kissing in a yeah. pool. Um, so, I mean. There was, you know, there's, you know, it's just another one of those things for for gay kids out there who are trying to figure stuff out and looking for images that they can relate to. There certainly was a a lot of them in this showing of this in this remake. There was enough, you know, sexual ambiguity and and gender fluid and all these things that certainly made it. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, that makes me happy that, that kids who are figuring stuff out and going through stuff and thinking there's something wrong with them or they're alone, that, that they were able to see this and, and realize there's all kinds of crazy good fun in the world, you know? Right. That there's other people like them and that they're, you know, that it's okay to be weird or whatever. Okay. Well, Which is what the original does too. True. But the thing is, if you're doing a remake, and the remake is less edgy than the original, then I don't know. And and plus, I guess it's on a on Fox, so it's obviously going to have to be tamer. Uh, so there's not going to be any nudity like there was in the original. So yeah, I don't know. It just sounds like it 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 was kind of hobbled from the start. Right. I mean, it's kind of like when they took Hairspray and turned it into a musical, which even though Hairspray was rated PG and wasn't particular, you know, was certainly tame for John Waters standards. Yeah. um, It was still a John Waters movie. It had all those things that you like and expect in a John Waters movie when they turned it into a musical. I was afraid they would lose too much of that, but mm-hmm. I actually do like the musical Hairspray. It's okay. just it's 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 different. It's which the first one wasn't really a musical. Yeah. But mm-hmm. 
it's different enough to make it unique enough to make it interesting and good. I'm trying to think of another time when they have – it's kind of like when you see a remake of a movie at the movie theater and you're like, mm-hmm. eh, well, one, why did they remake it? Yeah. And two, they, they didn't do anything new or different with it, so why bother? Uh-huh. It's it's just a – you know, to me, the, the best case scenario is people go out and seek the original. And realize, you know, and that's kind of like the same True. thing with the Rocky Horror remake. If there are some some people who haven't seen Rocky, some young people who see it on mm-hmm. Fox and 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 seek out the original, I think they'll be pleasantly surprised with how great it is compared to what was on Fox. But yeah, okay. you know, but then and then also Tim Curry was in it playing the narrator. That was awesome. Oh, well, that's cool. How's he doing? Uh, he's, you know, he's had some medical problems. Uh, he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, I can't he, remember. I think, did well, he have a stroke? Yeah, he had a stroke. But, well, the, char- yeah. the character of the narrator calls for a wheelchair, so that's not a problem. But was he able to right. s- speak okay? Yeah, yeah, he spoke fine. A little slow, a little slowly p- paced, but certainly fine. Okay. Um, hmm. And And so, you know. Well, that's it's always a, great to see him. Yeah, that's a nice Easter egg then for uh, a remake to have him in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was cool. And then you know, I still got all kind of you know, the the best part of that whole thing is the, the and you know you forget about. I've seen Rocky so many times, I kind of forget about it, and to see it again kind of reminds me about it. I definitely it made me want to see the original to see Tim Curry do that role. In, in 1975 is spectacular. I right. can't imagine. That's the other thing. You know, Curry is so great in the original. There's no reason to remake it. And I yeah. can't think of And I'm sure there's someone out there that they could have cast instead of Laverne Cox. And I'm not downing her. You know, she's she's a fine actress and, and you know, Jared Leto deserved a chance to play the. There you go. There's a perfect. Yeah. Jared Leto would be amazing. huh? Amazing. Yeah. I was trying to think of someone a little younger than Leto that's like uh, kind of like a a TV star. Hmm, okay. You know, and I and I could, you know, and it, I may not just be familiar enough. Like to me Adam Lambert would be a better choice than and he played um uh Meatloaf's role in it. He played Eddie in the huh. thing. Okay. So they had him all they had him all tarted up to be like a a a, a hot rodder or whatever you know eddie's supposed to be a leather jacket wearing yeah you know guy um but i i think lambert could have done the uh frank converter role just as good oh okay just as interestingly so but yeah anyway um and the so the you know the thing that hit me again when i was watching it was that song where they where they go don't dream it be it that is like the ultimate kind of that is the whole message of the movie and that's a great message for young people to hear to 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 know that you know there's nothing wrong with them and 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 uh you can be anything you want to be you know and that's a really rocky horror is such a slight thing but that message of don't dream it be it meant a lot to me when i was a kid and i saw it and you know a teenager and i saw the movie and it it still resonates i think for people who see it for the first time yeah it's it's an amazingly inspirational song so um, yeah, yeah yeah and it fits i mean it's that you know the whole thing on the movie that's the whole you know point of the movie um yeah. for for whatever goofy things it does the hmm. it's basically just saying celebrate weirdness celebrate 
being unusual, uh, right. you know, even if you are a cannibalistic uh, alien from another <laughs> planet. <laughs> ah. Now there's a message. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, uh, awesome. I, yeah, I'm, you know, it, uh, the main thing it did for me is I just want to see the original again. It made me really kind of like, ah, uh, you know, I need to pull out mm-hmm. the DVD and watch it again. I would yeah. like to go see it. We, I think we were talking. We have some friends. I know I talked to to a couple people uh, that are friends of mine who have never seen it at the theater, and I and a couple of them I don't oh, think have ever really? seen it ever. Hmm. And I was like, oh, we we gotta go because I know. Uh, it still screens in Austin on Saturday nights somewhere. I think at one of the Alamo Draft Houses, but I—it's been a long time since I looked. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we ought to find that information out and and uh, get a group together and go. Yeah, it would be fun. It's, I really yeah, would love a, to see it again. Right. It's been a long ass time. Yeah, since I've seen that. Yeah. Since I moved to Austin in 99, I've only seen it once back in the day when it used to show up north at, at a dollar cinema or something. Oh. Um, so that's at least 10 years ago since I've seen it. So Okay. Wow. Um, Interesting. Speaking of uh, seeing stuff uh, in Austin, yeah. Um, just a quick thing I wanted to mention, too, was, uh-huh. you know, oh, I don't know how many episodes ago it was. We we went and saw the Fassbender film uh, Kamikaze 89 at the uh, Austin Film Society screening uh, uh, theater. Cinema, yeah. Austin Film Society yeah, Cinema. Yes, which used to be called the Marquesa, but now it's the Austin Film Society. Right. So apparently they have gotten the funds together now and they are going to – uh, do some more work on it. It's going to be a two-screen theater, from what I understand, oh. and they're going to do a lot more uh, work on the interior to make it uh, a little. It's nice on the inside now, but I mean, yeah. I think they're going to do a lot more work on the inside. I think they actually are going to try and have a a, a bigger concession stand and and things like that. So yeah, that um, was kind of limited so the time that, that we went there. So yeah, but it'll, it'll be yeah, good if I, they they expand that. Sure. Yeah, I think we didn't realize when we went that they're kind of in a um, transition. Tra- speaking of Laverne Cox, they're kind of uh. transitioning. Um, uh, so I, I think we went there at a time when it's not w- what the vision is for the theater. Um, and okay. certainly when when we went, we had a good time, and and uh, it, it's certainly nothing wrong with you know other than the it was a little warm. The AC would have been yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, they they needed I, to crank that down a little bit. And I think that may all be because it's uh, uh, they're still in the process of getting everything they want done there. So still still able to see movies there and um, and enjoy them. Uh, but I think we'll just see massive improvements going on there as as time progresses, which is awesome. All I right, can't cool. wait because they they I was just looking this week. They're screening some things that I would like to see. I just don't have enough time to see. So, you know, they seem to be starting to program more and more interesting stuff every day. And it's just yeah. really exciting to 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 speculate on where they're going to go and and mm-hmm. where they will be a year from now can be re- could be really great. So, right. Yeah. I need to uh, just keep an eye on what's going on there, looking at their website just to see what what's coming up and. But uh, yeah, but they're under construction right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I do believe they'll still continue to screen to to screen things as time as they go on. Okay. But they'll be opening a second screening room wow. there and working working on improving some like the 
concession stand and things like that, I, I do believe is the plan. So hmm. okay. um, that I, I, I finally wised up and friended them on Facebook. Uh, so I can, so I, that's how I saw an article they had posted about the things they were going to do uh, in the future. And they had finally seemed to have gotten funding together and gotten all the plans kind of laid out so that they were ready to begin on it. So, all right, that's cool. I want to make sure that I, uh, yeah, start following them also. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, worth my while because they do post about what the, yeah, they do, will post some things and I'm sure there's going to be something come up before we know it that we'll want to go do and see. Absolutely. Okay. Here it is. AFS cinema. AFS cinema. Yeah. Yeah. We need to, uh, if I can find that article, uh, again, um, I, I will try and share it on our Slippery Slope page on Facebook. Uh, we are on Facebook, and if you just kind of uh, type in the search bar on Facebook for A Slippery Slope, you should find us quite easily. Please friend us and follow us and like our stuff and <laughs> yeah, put your comments and pictures. And stuff on there. We would love to have that. And even if you want to tell us we suck, we'll live with it. We'll, we'll, get, <laughs> right. we'll get by. You know, it's like, uh, you know, if you want to hear us talk about uh, some different things and stuff, just uh, leave some comments. Give us some feedback. You know, uh, yeah. we, can't, we can't do better unless you help us do better. We want to know what you want to hear about. Uh, you know, or you may just like what we're talking about and just give us a, give us a shout out. Let us know yeah, what you like, you know, if you like something, say it. I've, I've found that we kind of talk about three things on the show. <laughs> we, we talk about stuff that in Austin that we do and that we, right. you know, and we talk about, uh, movies and DVDs and we talk about TV shows. That's right. our big three here right now. And yeah. if, if there's something in particular you like of those three, that's, I'd love to know that. Or if there's something we're missing that we could do better, I'd love to know that. So, yeah. And sometimes we wax nostalgically about shit. Well, we do, I guess that's true. <laughs> Although it's usually about pop culture shit. It's always about yeah. pop culture shit. Yeah. And we try not to be political, but that doesn't always work out for us. No. <laughs> Especially in the season we're in right now, you know, with the the yeah. third the third and final presidential debate happened last night and so yeah, it does. it's hard to bite your tongue sometime after that that after that shit show. <laughs> yeah, after that fiasco. Yeah, yeah it oh. is. And I and I'm very I'm a very political liberal person, so uh, I try not oh, to yeah. to you know. You should see I some mean, of Lodge's Facebook postings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're. They're fun. Um, but that's, you know, Facebook is the place to let it all out. If you're going to let it all out, yeah. might as well do it on Facebook. I guess you're right. So, yeah. Uh, unless, you're, unless your boss follows you, which I don't allow. So, okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's very smart. Yeah. Very smart to avoid that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Avoid those. Yes. Yes. Because, uh, yeah, businesses nowadays, this then this pisses me off deeply. Businesses nowadays will uh, will will look at your your social media post, which I think we all know this anyway. But and and that's just to me that's an invasion of privacy and and just disgusting. Um, it really bothers me that my friends, who is a kind of an actor director guy, mm-hmm. posted something from a casting company that yeah. said we will look at your social media. If you if you're like if you come here to work with us to get casts in things, we will look at your social media and that can disqualify you from things we do. And I thought that's just about the shittiest 
Yeah. I was like, it's a, it's fucking yeah. acting. It's not, it's not uh, running. I don't know what, but you know, yeah. I was like, that just, that's, huh. that's pretty sucky. Pretty, yeah. pretty sucky. Yeah. That's kind of weird. I, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't get that. So anyway, yeah, I almost, you know, you should see the stuff that I type on Facebook and then delete. I got oh, on there really? and started really typing a strongly Damn. worded post on their web page about that, on their Facebook page about that. And then I was like, uh, no, y- you know, this is none of your business right now. Yeah. You don't need to go off on these on these random stranger people <laughs> who you hate, no, who I are know. obviously assholes. So, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I, I type and then delete a lot of stuff online. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, I I have refrained a lot in the past uh, few weeks from commenting on you know people that I went to high school with, uh, like um, sharing stuff or reposting stuff about. Oh my God, it, it pisses me off. This whole thing yeah, about yeah. Trump is is God's chosen one to be president, and I'm like, what the <laughs> what the fuck are you? What is this? What are you what talking about? Yeah. Well, what All gets right. me, you know, because I I don't have any friends on Facebook that that would post something like that. Because if if there is if I did have one, I would I would unfriend them. Um, I just do because I I don't want to talk to someone. But but I have yeah. a lot of friends who who are uh, liberal who hate Hillary, and that just that will you know, and and that just pisses me off as much as the pro Trump people do. Yeah. Because if you're anti-Hillary. Um, you don't get it, in my opinion. And yeah. now we're getting political, but you know, know it's just are. stuff like that. Even, even, even though I don't let, you know, if someone is completely right wing, I'm done with them. I, I don't even want to see their stuff. I, I don't care if I went to high school with you or if you're right. my in, in my family. I'm not. I'm unfriending you. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not telling you. I'm not going to do anything. It's just going to be. I'm going to unfriend you, and I don't want to see your shit anymore. Oh, um, believe me, I've it's someone. Yeah, I've, I've already unfriended. So many people that I went to high school with already, or just unfollowed, yeah. and even some relative. Yeah, me too. I've, I've unfortunately I've had to unfollow, be, you know, because I it, it's I really it. disappointing and discouraging to see people that I'm related to who hold such backwards views on certain things. It's just it it hurts yeah. me. It hurts me. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, well, you know, as a gay person, I I take it really, really personally um because well, i understand that as well you should you know yeah yeah so anyway let's get off that subject okay um, yeah i know, I know. man we are otherwise we i'll go are, on for hours we are slipping and sliding down slopes left All and right over the place. man we're All gonna be pro- we're gonna be professional skiers before the night's over <laughs> it's true it, it, could, it could happen yes uh, yes okay we're gonna give. Well, uh, let's do the. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> let's do the. Let's do the uh, TV show portion of the okay. of the show. That sounds good to me. We sometimes sure. I wonder if we should just have like heading like chapters. Anyway, <laughs> I, I don't want to get too rigid, I, but I, yeah, I see where you're I, going I with that. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I kind of organize my thoughts along the lines of. T, you know, okay. Here's the stuff about Austin. Here's the stuff about TV. Here's the stuff about movies. Um, I, the man with the compartmentalized mind. 
I saw a thing online. Uh, this won't hopefully won't take too long. I just thought it was kind of strange. Uh, I saw a thing online about Stranger Things. Yeah. About apparently now there is this thing online where people are talking about that the kid who um, who disappears in the first episode, Will Byers, I think is the character's name. Yeah. You know, he's the one that kind of disappears and then right, comes the, back. The bicycle boy. Yeah, the um, he's mm-hmm. um, Winona Ryder's young son. Yes. Apparently now there is this um, uh, thread online. Um, I don't know if thread's the right word. Like this kind of conspiracy theory or whatever you want to call it that uh-huh. that uh, he that he's supposed to be gay. That that uh, that character is supposed to be gay. It's a fan and, theory. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. And it's even gotten so much attention that the kid who plays Will Byers uh, has gone online and kind of responded to it and said that that doesn't matter that, you know, and I'm not going to say one way, one thing or another about it. Okay. Um, I'm not going to confirm or deny that, but okay. it's it's uh, it's it's a theory. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I think is what he said. I, he said okay. it really well. He said it very elegantly and basically just said, okay. well, I'm not going to address that. And I think it's more – I think a show is better if you bring your own kind of concepts to it. You bring your own understanding of it okay. to it that that's, that makes it good. So If you want to interpret something one way, then feel free to do that. But you know, we're not going to confirm or deny anything. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think and I, I just thinking about it, I thought, well, maybe because I haven't really read more than just the, the thing that, you know, of course, I saw a headline that was like uh, actor who plays Will Byers responds to gay rumors or something like that. You know, and I'm like, what? Well, it's kind of uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a clickbait headline. Absolutely. Um, but he had a really reasonable, measured response to it for a 12 year old actor. And right. um, well, you know, and. And I think maybe what people are getting at is that, you know, the character disappears. I don't know if they're trying to insinuate that the the where he goes, the upside down is like when he's, you know, disappeared and, and getting molested or something. Uh, I don't know if that's what people are thinking, that right. that's what it supposedly refers to, if that's what the upside down is about. Because, you know, I think it's about cancer, but. Other people might think it's about something else. Right? So. Yeah, you you did you did float that theory, and uh, yeah, it's I interesting. Did. It's an interesting fan theory. It, it didn't really um, take off uh, viral like uh, I well, hoped it would, but you know, but that is still my theory, uh, and I'm excited. I can't wait for season uh, two. Um, yeah, that'll be I interesting to see what happens. So. Yeah. so, hmm, yeah, where can they go with this? There are the many directions that they can go. You know, they could just continue yeah. from where they left off, or they could they could go off in, in a completely different tangential direction. We just don't know. We're going to have to find right. out. Right, mm-hmm. right. It does seem like m- most of the same actors are coming back, and it should be a continuation of that story somehow, but mm-hmm. um, anything could happen. It could be, yeah. you know— it could be one of those things like uh, there's a few TV shows. I can't think of what the one that was on ABC was where it's like there was a second season and it was a completely different storyline using the same actors. But well, kind of um, like uh, Fargo was the TV yeah, show. Exactly, Fargo. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or um, or that uh, or, the show uh, that uh, American Horror Story is same way. It's that, different characters. Yeah, exactly. But but a lot of the same actors. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Could be something like that. So. Right. So. Um, I just realized that I, I, I have one more thing I wanted to talk about before we talk about This Is Us. Okay. Uh, and, oh, and it's, and I have it's something also, to talk about before we talk about This Is oh, Us. Oh, that's also. right. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. So I, maybe we should do that because I, the 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 other thing I wanted to talk about was Eyewitness, which is on USA, and that's another gay thing. And now I feel like all I talk about is gay stuff. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's so, anything wrong no, with that. No, I mean, it's something important to you. So I mean, why why shouldn't that be part of you know what we're talking about? I mean, maybe yeah. maybe before you get into that, let me t- talk to you about a mini series that I just got through watching. It was eight episodes long. It was an HBO original called The Night mm-hmm. Of. The Night Of. And uh, it's a police procedural, if you know what that is. Uh, kind of like mm-hmm. Law and Order yeah, was a police procedural type thing. And I, I, I used, I've kind of gotten burned out on police procedural type shows like Law and Order and things like that. But this was right. a little different. The, the Night Of um, was, uh, it was an interesting story. And uh, uh, John Tuturo is in it. He plays Ooh, I a like him. Uh, yeah. He plays a down and out lawyer defending a um, young American college student of um, Pakistani descent who um, one night was going to go to a party with a friend, but the friend canceled out on him, so he borrows his father's taxi cab to go to this party, and on the way to the party. He gets lost, and this is happening in New York, and he's driving around, and so he's, he stops to look at a map, and uh, a mysterious young woman gets into the back of his cab, and he says, hey, you know, I'm not taking any passengers, and uh, she's trying to talk him into it, and he looks at her, and, you know, she's very attractive and everything, so he decides, okay, I'll take you on a ride. And um, so they drive around. So they drive around for a while. And she said, Could you, "Can you can you stop and uh, get you know get me some beer and stuff?" And so he, you know, stops at a gas station, buys her some beer, fills up with gas, and and they're driving around and talking. And ultimately, they go and uh, they um, go to uh, the Hudson River or something, and looking at uh, uh, one of the big you know lit up bridges and. And uh, you know they they kiss and she uh, she gives them some ecstasy and so they spend a, a a nice evening there and then they get back into the cab and go to her apartment or her brownstone and uh, they go upstairs and they do some ketamine together and uh, talk for a while drinking wine and uh, ultimately you know end up in bed and have sex and uh, so he wakes up a few hours later down in the kitchen and uh, he's like oh i probably need to get home so he you know he's gonna go upstairs and get all of his clothes and everything so he goes upstairs and finds her on the bed stabbed to death multiple times and so he just panics and you know grabs up his things and and you know runs out the door back to the cab and then he realized oh shit i left the keys (laughs) in the in her place and of course, after he walked out, you know, the door locked right behind him. So he ends up having to break uh, one of the windows of the front door to get back in, cuts his hand and, uh, you know, grabs his keys and runs out and drives off in the cab and uh, uh, happened to be a neighbor noticed that he had, you know, broken in to, to get back in to get his keys and calls the police. And so he's driving off and he gets pulled over for a broken taillight or something or no yeah for broken taillight and uh they notice that you know he's intoxicated and so they he gets arrested put back in the police car and and then uh 
he gets taken to uh, jail, and as they're searching him before they put him in the cell, they find a bloody knife in his coat pocket. So, oh, good grief! And then, you know, the once the the murder is discovered, and so ultimately, you know, he's linked to it, and so he's been then arrested for this murder. And John Turturro, who's kind of a down and out. Uh, uh, defense attorney who mainly does hookers and drug dealers and stuff happens to notice him there and starts talking with him and you know and ends up being his lawyer and uh, so it goes on from there I don't want to give away any spoilers at this point but uh, it's a very interesting police procedural different from you know what you'd see from law and order because you you see the story from the perspective of this you know this young man who's accused of this horrific crime Nazir is the character's name, and uh, you know he mm-hmm. and his uh, his seen from his perspective from you know and then the story from the lawyer's perspective. He John Turturro plays a, like I said a down and out lawyer who uh, has a really bad case of eczema, so he's always walking around in sandals and scratching his <laughs> f- scratching his feet with a with a chopstick. <laughs> And uh, yeah. wow! And he's 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 looked down upon by other lawyers and you know uh, other police officers that have dealt with him and stuff. It's it's an interesting character study all the way around, and and the interaction of the uh, of the, the the young man Nazir, the one accused of the crime, he gets while he's awaiting trial, he's n- not allowed to uh, post bail because of the nature of the crime, and. So they send him to Rikers Island, which is a, a place that no sane human being would want to spend any amount of time in. I mean, it's you know that's a, it's a horrible place to to uh, to live. And so he he transforms while he's in you know prison awaiting trial and ends up having to come under the protection of another inmate who keeps him from being killed because you know. Uh, a, a person in jail who's accused of killing a woman is a marked man, and other inmates will probably, you know, try to e- extract their own form of justice on you. So he ends up becoming under the protection of this kind of a uh, big fish in a in a small pond criminal in jail who, you know, he has to do favors for him, but not sexual favors, but you know, various other things. And so you see a transformation of this young. Nazir over, over you know the many months while he's awaiting trial and uh, so it's it's very interesting from that perspective so I uh, is the um is the person who's like his uh is the guy who looks out, looks out for him in prison is that a I'm just curious this sounds totally racist uh, is it a white guy is it a uh, is it a guy of the same no, is it a, a Middle Eastern guy or? no it, it's a black guy well Nazir asks him why me? Why do you want? Why do you want me under your protection? He's like, man, I want somebody intelligent to talk to while I'm in here. It was really ah, not okay. in not in that many not in those words, but kind of he he needed the mental stimulation. Of course, it wasn't as easy as that. He also had to help smuggle drugs into the prison because uh, he was uh, definitely addicted to crack. Yeah, definitely addicted to crack and smoking crack. And uh, ultimately, Nazir kind of picks up the habit himself because he's hanging out with this guy and kind of becomes the guy's right-hand man while he's in prison awaiting trial. 
it's funny. He, so, uh, he transforms, but not necessarily in all negative ways. He transforms in positive ways while he's in there as well. Becomes, I'm, it's kind of a coming of age story in, in that sense. It's kind of strange that you you know have a coming of age in prison, but there it is. Well, and I, now I want to ask questions about it that would probably be spoiler. So I'm going to ask a couple questions and okay. and maybe. If someone's interested, they might not listen to your answers. But okay. is the issue of what happened to the the woman resolved? Yes, it is resolved at by okay. the end. Uh, you know, there, okay. uh, there is they do actually do show the jury trial and uh, uh, what happens after that, and you know, and so there's some resolution as to what actually happened. Good. Okay, that was my main concern. I was like, it's not one of those ones where you're just left to wonder, did he really kill her or not, or whatever. Okay, interesting. Right. It sounds really interesting. Yeah. And I, I mean, I guess, I guess the the overall theme of the thing though is more about his his uh, his journey and 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 what ha- his coming of age and changing, going through the system. Yeah. Exactly. Which you know you would think would just destroy most people, and you know I'm. And of course, that that's very possible that that could happen. You know, he definitely picked up a drug habit, but also, you know, be, became his own man finally, once and for all, as well. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it was it was kind of the you know good and the bad, and and what was the the best about it? I think you know it, it's so easy for um, characters to be just really one dimensional uh, in police procedural type shows. But, you know, people are complex, and that's what every character in this show is. They're, they are complex. They're not, you know, just a stereotype bad person or a stereotype good person. You know, there's good and bad in everyone in varying degrees. And so it, that's what makes this one a, a, a special police procedural type show to watch and, and, hmm. and well worth watching. So I'd recommend it to anybody. And it's only eight episodes, cool. and man, you really run the gamut of emotions watching this. Hmm, interesting. Sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah, I would. Uh, I th- it's would recommend it. <laughs> I would definitely recommend say? it. Yes, I, I think I would be okay. repeating myself if I said that, but yeah, it, oh, uh, okay, well, it's well worth it. Cool. Well, I think when you were talking about it too, it just made mm-hmm. me think about you know we we wanted to talk about this is us because we both <laughs> watch that show and. Because uh, we both watch that show and we like it a lot, uh-huh. um, and and when I was watching this latest episode we watched, which is the one where, um, uh, what happens in it? That's the 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 actor guy goes for his audition. They go to the pool because it's hot in the in the '70s version of the family goes to the right. pool because it's hot. That episode, um, I, I was watching it, realizing. One of the things I love about this show is that there's no large manufactured drama. It's all about the characters are all interesting, and what happens to them is is interesting. But it's sometimes it's just little things, mm-hmm. you know, that happen. It it isn't about big manufactured drama no. and arguments and fights and you know stuff like that. It's just the little. I loved. Yeah, the little dramas of of going through life. You know, not yeah. huge earth-shattering things, just things that people contend with on a on a on a daily basis, and are are, are definitely what make it great. Yeah, right. And, and because they're a mixed family, they're obviously you know more varied. Uh, 
the challenges that they may face, but yeah, nothing horrendous, just things that uh, can be yeah, like, awkward, awkwardness. I, yeah. Right. I love thing at the towards the end of the show with the the son the the biological son who's white i it feels like you're you're being racist sometimes when you talk about things but the biological son who's white when he's in the pool and he kind of goes into the deep end trying to get this football that he's playing with right and he almost drowns and then uh you know when he comes back and talks to his parents he mm-hmm. gets mad, but he it isn't like it's not like he throws a huge fit and no. everyone sees him. It's it's a little thing where he just mentions right. it to his parents and, and, and is sad about it and unhappy about it and kind of walks off. And the dad goes over and talks to him yeah. in, in a very calm, reasonable manner and, right. you know, showing what a great dad he is. I mean, it was just, it was, was done so well. And it was just one of those damn things you never see. You know, that's something I've never seen in a TV show before that. And that little kid who the actor was amazing. And yeah. the dad, the guy who plays the, the dad is, is uh, in the seventies is amazing too. Right. And, um, you know, it, it could have been portrayed as, you know, the kid could have thrown a fit and yelled and scream. Everybody could have been watching. And yeah. that's what not what it was about. It was about no. this little moment between them. Mm-hmm. And and there's just a ton of little moments between characters in that show. Right. That are, are so amazing that it, it adds up to just one of the best shows on TV. Yeah. Also, the interaction between the dad and uh, the daughter, Kate, at the swimming pool as well. Oh, where he yeah, g- gives great. her his uh, uh, Florida T-shirt it was uh, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a warm moment. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. And of course, now we're all wondering what's the story of where the dad is because we've seen that in because yeah. the show jumps around in time, and we've mm-hmm. seen that in the future the dad isn't around or doesn't appear to be at this point. Right. Um, and the mom is remarried, and so we don't know if yeah. the dad died or if they got divorced or or just what happened. Mm-hmm. Um. So so and it's really great how it plays with time by jumping around chronologically mm-hmm. to create mystery and drama and interest because you're like where did that character go where what right. happened yeah um, there we we may be in for some big drama in the future finding out what right, happened right. to him you know so yeah well and there's you know a lot of things that they've that they've uh, exposed the the fact that the biological dad knew the adoptive mom uh, of the right. African American kid, yeah. and the kid and the and the grown man who has found his biological father does not know that his his adoptive mom could have put him in touch with his biological father much earlier. That's true because it's a huge uh, um, thing to him, uh, which you know true. just yeah. It's such a good show, and even on an episode like I think that was the fourth or fifth episode of This Is Us. Even on an episode that was four, yeah, yeah, where there wasn't big revelations, particularly there wasn't, um, there wasn't a big uh, dramatic moment really. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just you know even. So for some people, maybe they would consider it a lesser episode because less things happened. Um, Yeah, but. You know, even even in a in a episode four where you're where you're kind of falling into the story um, and it, it was still an amazing episode, still one of the best yeah. things I've ever seen on TV. Right. I think the biggest so. drama on that episode may have been when William, the biological father of, of the 
uh, the black son no. is going to oh, go well, yeah, going to yeah. go for a walk and the security guard detains him because the neighbors uh, had called him and told him that there was a, a strange man loitering outside of their house and stuff but uh, it's just right. little little moments of uh, racism popping yes, up yes this and, guy that this guy and then you know that carried on into the episode where the african american daughter plays snow white i believe or cinderella in the school play right and, and, and you know and, and the there white were some, people in the audience are snickering yeah uh-huh. because because it's because it's comic well because it's because she's african american and the boy who's playing prince charming is telling her that she's the fairest maiden he's ever seen or something right. which is you know ironic and humorous you know, we all would probably snicker at that because it's it's amusing. Uh, yeah. And I don't think that's really racist. And mm-hmm. I don't think they were saying that was racist. But I think they were saying this is the kind of thing that 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 character has had to kind of yeah sh- slu- uh, let go of day after day, which is what right. he talks about in the show. too. But you, you, but, know? But you could tell just, you could tell that that was bo- that did bother Randall. Uh, uh, right. You know, the father of the girl who was uh, Playing Snow White, right? It, it bothered him, even though it may have been perfectly innocent that you know people in the audience were laughing. They could have just been laughing right, at right. the fact that uh, you know that somebody's son was playing Prince Charming. You know, he didn't know what they were necessarily laughing about. Well, right, and that that he might have not even thought anything about it if it had happened the day earlier, but because of the the sequence of events oh, that led up to it, it put, right. it put it more in his mindset, you know, True. that he, he, he realized that this is something I deal with every day. And maybe I don't even know, no, I, you know, maybe I've gotten to a point where I don't even realize I'm having to do it every day. Yeah. You know, it's, so many little things in that show yeah. that are so monumental True. and thought provoking. And unlike any other show you've seen on TV, uh, it's it's um, I really love watching that show. Right, it's like and and back to the the '70s pool scene when uh, Randall you know uh, disappears and and his mother Rebecca finds him playing with you know other uh, little black boys at the pool and you know she's like hey you're not st- supposed to be over here and <laughs> and she kind of feels bad about saying that because the 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 boy who her son is playing with uh, his mother is there and. And so she's like, "Oh, I, right. I didn't mean it that way." Um, right, it, like he's hanging out over on the side of the pool where the African American people seem to kind of hang out. Right. Which in the seventies, I'm sure, even more than today, and I'm sure it's right. still that way today in some places where it was yeah. people kind of congregate in little groups. Exactly. Um, yeah, I love uh, that interaction. Yeah, between the two. Go ahead, the two, Yeah, the interaction between the two mothers. Yes. Was, was actually kind of sweet, and she said, "Hey, you know, you you need to." Uh, Take him to a barber that knows how to, you know, cut uh, black hair or African-American hair because he's got... Black, black person's hair, yeah. Yeah, because he's got, I don't know what you call it, uh, something on the oh, back of his said, neck. Uh, yeah. Bumps like or burn something. Reg- or, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and then, of course, she goes back over there later on and, and asks that that woman for the name of a, of a barber that could help oh, cut right, his hair right. correctly. And I, yeah. yeah, and I was just, you know, and um, it, it, just such a cool little moment that made, you mm-hmm. know, again, that could have been a whole huge, they could have yelled and screamed at each other and, oh. you know, it, it could have been ridiculous. Right, and it never, and it never hand, got there, huh? Yeah, it was handled in a really gentle and, 
right. realistic way, you know, yeah. that, you know. I like the line. What, the writing on that show <laughs> yeah. is amazing. Uh, I like the line where the uh, the black mother says, uh, when he gets out of the pool, make sure you put some moisturizer on him or he'll, or he'll get ashy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, and that was the other thing. The mother is like, does he need sunscreen? And I'll be honest, I don't fucking know if he needs sunscreen. I don't think most people, most white people do know, which, yeah. you know, is is just one of those things that you don't think about. You know, I, I'm sure nobody who who adopts a child, uh, an African-American, a child when they're white or vice versa, there must be many things that you, uh, you know, you well, don't know, because I don't know to this day. No. Well, I like the reaction <laughs> after Rebecca, the white mother, says, says, yeah, does, does he need sunscreen? And the, the, the black mother starts laughing and just laughing. Yeah. And, and the white mother, Rebecca, is like, yeah, he does. I know he does. Uh, it, it was his right, father. He it does, was, right? It I was his father did. who, yeah. who didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, just a great, just great. You know that show is. It's funny. Uh, I, you know, I cry at least once, uh, and and sometimes I oh, yeah. sob at there, things in that show. You know yeah, that just hit you so hard and. Yeah, there could have been three moments at least in that one episode where where somebody, yeah, you you feel like you want to well up with tears, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, you uh, you know, I am a I am definitely a crier, and that yeah. show, John uh, Crier. I uh, yeah, exactly. That's what <laughs> that should be my nickname because yeah, I do, you know, I like, and that's one of the things I like about shows like that is it affects me emotionally yeah. and, and, you know, it feels, it, I don't know why it's a cathartic feeling, I think, but yeah. you know, there, you, you get really invested in those characters and when something happens to them and it's even just a little thing, but you can see like the little boy who, who, you know, almost drowns and, and is upset yeah. about it. And you right. can just see it in his eyes that he's hurt so deeply uh-huh. and, and, uh, uh, you know, it affects you emotionally. Mm-hmm. You feel you yeah. feel something about that. So he's he's he's, yeah. he's probably the neediest of the three children. That's probably why he became an actor because he, he he craves that uh, attention and and acceptance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, that's you know again that's a good point because that's that's exactly what he's going through right now as an adult mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Do I want to be this? I'm not. I'm not this guy who needs all that attention anymore. I don't want to be on this shitty sitcom yeah. just for the attention of it. I want to do something meaningful. I'm ready to do something meaningful now. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> something I something I hadn't put together until we talked about it. That's that's cool because right. I'm really interested to see what happens. You know, he got this well, part on Broadway yeah. or at least in New York on stage. And right. And um it's like you want him. You want him to do good. Well, so we'll have to see. Un- unfortunately, I think he got the part because he happened to be the Manny. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean he. Yeah, right. That it'll be interesting to see if he can do something with it and prove them right wrong or or prove them right or exactly. whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, he was he was given this opportunity, and so it's a matter of him to make the most of that opportunity. So. We'll see how that that, right. that pans exactly. out. See right? how that goes. Mm-hmm. Does he really have the chops? Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you want, Did you want to talk about abandoned? 
I haven't seen the uh, Route 66 one yet. That's replaying tomorrow, so I'm going to get to watch it tomorrow. Uh, The last one I watched was the one – what was it? Because he skateboarded a lot, and I was like, eh, this one's a skateboard-heavy episode. Yeah, he did. Um, Yeah, that was the one – racetracks, abandoned racetracks. I guess he didn't skateboard in that one. That's not the one. I was thinking of the one before that, I think, where he went to – where uh, some place that's uh, he, oh, where the there malls? were a lot of skate. No, after that there was one where like people had built skateboard par- skateboard places and the cops had kept tor- tearing them up. Was that on the was that on the uh, yeah? I was in the mall. The, the stock mall. car one? No, not that one. Oh, maybe it was the stock was, car one. Maybe it was because they were they were looking at stock car tracks. All of a sudden, they're skateboarding and not even related to a, a racetrack or anything. It was weird. Yeah. It was almost like they yeah. just they just dumped the skateboarding segment in the middle of talking about uh, these abandoned racetracks. Yeah, because this because the the racetrack thing was kind of interesting because it reminded me of going to racetracks like that when I was a kid in oh. the Midwest. Yeah. See, I never did that. See, I went to a few, and I was trying to remember. I do believe the ones that I went to were um, uh, like um, the dirt tracks. I think the one near our house, in, near where we lived when I was a kid in Iowa, right. uh, was a dirt track. And all I and I was pretty young. My dad always liked stuff like that. My dad was really into cars. Yeah, is really into cars. And um, so we went to a few. I don't think we went to a lot, but we probably went to to the track six or seven times when I was a kid, maybe even more. And mm. I, I know, I remember they a couple times they had demolition derbies, and that was always fun. I always loved that. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Which I think yeah, it I was pretty cool. It was. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing something like that. Yeah. Well, that's what I was kind of was like. I kind of started going, I wonder if there's a, a track anywhere near Austin, you know, that's like a little – track not like f1 or any of that bullshit you know i think there is one um just outside of town uh i can't remember what it's called something speedway um central Hmm. texas speedway or something like that i yeah i can't remember but yeah it was i think it was like a dirt track also Hmm, interesting i imagine i'm just remembering now that that i went to one uh, near Bay City when I lived in Bay City in around 1984, hmm. so that's already a long time ago. Yeah. Um, Damn. So yeah, it kind of rekindled that feeling of, and for a moment I was like, oh, it could be fun to go do that, but then I was like, yeah, I don't know if it'd be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd really like it that much. It's not. Yeah, you'd not be, one of those things. Yeah, you'd be hanging out with a bunch of Trump supporters. Yeah, that's that's for sure. <laughs> uh, Although we shouldn't stereotype anyone, but you would see, no, it would seem to be a lot, a lot more good old boy type guys that would go to a place like that than than uh, yeah, uh, liberal Hillary supporters. <laughs> well, true, but I'm sure there's probably a, more of a mix than we realize. Go to uh, small dirt track events or you know just NASCAR in general. Right. I thought that was also cool on that episode of, of Abandon that. Uh, uh, a big part of it was that girl, the female driver, and yeah. how that was still kind of a, a, a rare thing. Yeah, that was kind of interesting because yeah. you know she was she was like a, a freaking unicorn, you know, in a time yeah. where you think that that wouldn't be such a big deal. It it you know it still is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those things where it seems like 
it, yeah, exactly. It was yeah. surprising that it seemed so ra- so rare in this day and age st- still yeah. Yeah. when women, you know, compete in. I mean, but I mean, and I know, I guess female drivers in regular NASCAR are probably kind of rare, too. I mean, there's a couple. I know right. Danica Patrick and exactly. maybe another one. Yeah. But I guess it is still kind of rare, you know, and that was in, that yeah. made it interesting. Right. It was kind of cool that he wore her clothes to race. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I thought it was I thought it was, you know, interesting that she even offered to let him wear her things. So, you know. Yeah. I guess they one of the things that's interesting about that show, one of the things that is kind of interesting about Abandon is just like that. He he set it up so he could drive a car, but no, I guess nobody bothered to say, oh, you're going to need a suit. It's like it's sometimes it seems very spur of the moment, you know, like he'll he'll stop kids on the riding bikes and interview them. And Mm -hmm. and, you know, a lot of things that just seem like they don't go out and have a a, a set shot list or whatever right. a, a set idea of what they're going going to do and i mm-hmm. think that spontaneity of that show is something that's really appealing about it as well he, you know here he, right. here he's going to drive this stock car mm-hmm. but they didn't plan for him to have an uh, an outfit a uniform yeah. to wear right. you know or, or a helmet or all or, you know or anything and and mm-hmm. um uh, you don't see that on documentary shows a lot. Yeah, Most of those things seem well. They seem really very prepared. scripted, and and so that was a pretty good indicator that yeah, it hadn't been, you know, planned out shot by shot. It was just they were going to let things happen as they happened, and I think that that's probably the beauty of it. Of course, if it gets picked up for a second season, well, then all the you know all the production value goes up, and all of a sudden it loses its magic. Right. That's certainly possible. That if it be, if it became a little more structured, it might be less interesting mm-hmm. but i certainly i'm certainly would be fine if there wasn't a whole lot more skateboarding huh. <laughs> well it's kind of the default for that show yeah. and and i realize that's who he is you know that's the, you know right. it's just like you know if i if i did a show like that i would be going wherever we went to record an episode i would be going to see a movie at a theater there or or you know checking out a local bar or something his mm-hmm. his thing is skateboarding so that's what he does right yeah, I can't remember which episode it was where he, they were like skating over this culvert and he falls off his skateboard and like just yeah. tears up his shoulder and his arm and has to get bandaged up and pretty weird, you yeah. know. He's, he, he's not an A-list celebrity when they allow him to do shit like that and, and get hurt. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's definitely... You know, but that's kind of... Again, yeah. it speaks to the spontaneity of the show. Right. There's nobody... I think it's just him and a cameraman, uh, you know, a lot of But there's got to be – who knows how big his crew is because, I mean, it sounds – you know, there's there's got to be a sound man and a bunch of people behind the scenes. But yeah, it seems very, very um, stealthy. What's the word for when some – you know, when it's a small operation, but I don't mean it in a bad way. It seems very, you know, streamlined and, mm-hmm. and uh, like they don't right. – you know, they, they realize that the less – equipment they use the more spontaneous it can be perhaps sure yeah i mean it, it doesn't at, take at doesn't, low budget right it doesn't take them 30 minutes to set up a shot you know they can do a shot you know in seconds they're ready to go they right yeah the, the sound yeah it's probably a sound guy and a cameraman it doesn't look like they've got multiple cameras or anything right i yeah, yeah. i don't think they do mm-hmm. it's good yeah 
I'm looking. I'm looking forward. Like we were just saying earlier, uh, there was an episode where he did the Route 66. I haven't seen that. I'm looking forward to. And there's uh-huh. another new episode coming up as well. Um, so I don't know how many episodes in all there's going to be in this first season of the show. But yeah. Um, I th- in fact, I thought the there was one where he went somewhere, and I thought, oh, this is obviously the the last episode but then there have been more since that i don't remember mm, mm-hmm. yeah so abandoned abandoned on vice yeah or vice land uh, channel yeah what which is it is it <laughs> is it vice or is it vice land i think it's vice land because the magazine there's a magazine called vice oh, so that is okay okay that that it is a it's a spawn of that magazine and so it's an online magazine says, I don't know. I do believe. Well, I've seen. I remember seeing yeah. printed issues of Vice. Okay. Uh, a few years ago, but it all may right. have moved to an all online kind of a thing. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that I've seen some stuff posted by Vice online. You know, because that logo, well, that logo is very characteristic. So it's, you know, it, it it's kind of it's, ingrained in my brain, and so I was like, oh, right. yeah, I've seen that before somewhere, and then yeah. Yeah, it's very distinct. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing that I don't know if we talked about this on the show or not. Um, yeah. Uh, the the big creative consultant for the Viceland TV channel is Spike Jones, the director. Ah. Um, hmm. OK. Yeah, and there's I, been I a see couple of promos run on or run on air that he talks about how, you know, we we want to kind of try to do new things here and 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 just see what we can come up with. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it's really kind of I mean. They have three shows for sh- they have they have several shows that I haven't watched and I I don't know anything about or whether I would even really like them or not but Balls Deep and and Gaycation and Abandoned I yeah. watch every episode I can see yeah I still haven't seen Balls Deep and then what's the other one uh, that that's kind of a marijuana tourist guy yeah there's a there's something called Weedicut yeah like Weedicut. Weed Etiquette Weedicut right, right. Weedicut and there's a show called there's there's a guy named Action Bronson who does some kind of show that I haven't really I don't know what exactly that show's about. Hmm. There's a food show called Fucking Delicious, although they bleep the Okay. The, I think it's called and then there's um there's one other show that's on there that oh, they've started some new kind of night show. Um, like a late night show that runs hmm. four nights a week. A lot of interesting stuff. So uh, the other show I wanted to talk about real quick yeah. is um, uh, there's a show that when I was watching – it's on USA, so I don't know what I watch on USA. Maybe Chrisley. I was watching something on USA, <laughs> and I saw an ad for it, okay. um, and uh, it's, it was, it's called Eyewitness. And in the ad, there's these two young uh, guys who are uh, making out in a cabin and then stuff. Ha- and then there's uh, some people come in and, and there's a murder and they're hiding and all this stuff. So it's based on a, a Norwegian series from what I found out. Oh. Um, and so but it's 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 like the this boy who's uh, this gay boy who lives in the city is put into uh foster care because his mom is a drug addict and she's trying to get clean and it's said in modern day and um he's adopted by this female cop who seems very reminiscent of the the female cop in fargo just that the Uh, like you know just because she's a female cop and i maybe even the sheriff of this town i can't remember um so yeah yeah 
are watching are are taking care of him uh and and there's a whole they go into a little bit of a story about why they want to adopt a a teenager and it's the first one they've adopt not adopted they want to foster a teenager and it's the first one they've fostered but so he he's so he's a gay kid and obviously cool knows it and is is cool with it but he hangs out with this other guy and they're they're out in the country somewhere you know they live in the rural area and and so he he hangs out with this other boy at school who doesn't want anyone to know that they hang out together and is hmm. and then and then they become lovers and but the oh. the one boy the the local boy doesn't want anyone to know and and doesn't right. even you know says I'm not gay which is crazy because he's engaging in gay so yeah. anyway like in the in the ads for it and in the show itself there was a lot there must have been at least i mean it's a 60 minute show there must have been at least 15 minutes of them without their shirts on and kind of grinding on each other and making out and stuff uh, and and mm-hmm. they're two two nice looking guys so so it has that going for it <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um and i thought you liked the, the writing yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> um but they see like they see like they're in this cabin and they and they are making out and then some people come and they hide and one of them hides under the bed, one of them hides in the closet. And these these drug yeah. guys come in and they have a shootout and there's all that that goes on and one guy survives and he goes away but he knows that they're in there. I can't remember. He sees oh. one of them or something. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, um you know the the, so the cop mom, of course, is investigating all of this, right? And the uh, and the um and the 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 teenage adopted teenage son doesn't say anything to her about it because he doesn't want to bring the closeted kid into it, right? And and at this point, they think that uh uh the the guy the guy who got away doesn't know that they were there or something so they think at this point they think they're safe but it, it's an interesting premise it, you know it has some things going for it certainly the two young actors in it are amazing the girl the mom the woman who plays the mom cop is pretty good too um so i'm like i'm in for one more episode if it doesn't get a little better i mean, i don't know if i'll make it all the way through because i think it's a it's one of those ones that's going to be like a, a season one kind of a thing, and then uh, I, I don't uh, know if, what they'd do for a second season. It's based mm-hmm. on a show that I think was like more like a miniseries, uh, which a lot of European TV shows are. Hmm. Okay. So, wow. yeah. What, what's I'll it be, called? I'm interested. Eyewitness, which is a horrible name. Yeah. Um, um, and it's on Sunday and it's on Sunday nights on USA opposite fear the walking dead or no, the walking dead, which is about to come back. Did you watch the, the two hour walking dead up, you know, where we are? Yeah, I did. It, up it, and, up yeah, and, it definitely helped to, uh, refresh my memory about everything that's transpired over the episodes. There were quite a few things that like that happened in season one and two that I had completely kind of forgotten about um, that were interesting. But I also thought it was interesting, like they didn't really talk about a couple characters. They didn't talk about Dale at all. And he's one of the most beloved characters on that show. Didn't they? They showed they showed Dale's death again. They show. Yeah. But but Um, they didn't. I guess they didn't really they didn't really reference him that much or they didn't I don't know, they didn't say yeah. I don't even think they said his character's name or maybe they did once. Yeah, they did. Um <laughs> but I had forgotten that whole thing about where Carl goes to shoot that walker and then doesn't and then that's oh, the walker yeah. that kills Dale. Right, yeah. I'd totally forgotten that. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting to kind of that's see I, that and mm-hmm. 
That's when I first started. That's when I first started thinking that Carl's an asshole. He's trouble. <laughs> he he's fucking trouble, man. Coral, um, coral, coral, coral. But he's uh, he's a uh, he's a. Uh, there's uh, yeah i'm i guess I, I have tried to avoid everything i can find online and by the time we get this online yeah uh, we may be at a point where we will know who negan is killed but i'm trying to oh, avoid that's right yeah I, i've seen some things online where there's been speculation and and they've re- released some video clips to to promote it and stuff and people think they have it figured out and i don't even want to know i'll watch i, I what's your I guess the, do you have a guess uh, Glenn is my guess. You What's your Glenn? guess? I think yeah. it's Maggie's baby. Negan rips <laughs> rips it out of her and then oh, throws man. it up and smacks it across the compound. <laughs> home run! Eeny, meeny, miny, moe, home run! <sighs> no, that's horrible. On, that's horrible. That is horrible. You're I mean, a horrible person, Mark Brown. I've heard rumors. This is what I live with, folks. This is <laughs> what I live with. Mark Brown is shitting on everything. <laughs> no, and, and there have been there have been some rumors that it's going to be more than one person who goes. I've heard that too. Yeah. I just I just think that the, you know, I, I complain about Walking Dead. I watch it religiously, and I do love it, but I also like to complain about it. I just think the writers would think it would be really clever to kill off Glenn after they saved him at the dumpster. I think they think that would be really edgy and clever, and that's why that's my guess. Maybe I'll be wrong. I don't yeah, know. That'll be so lame. Suppose, suppose he killed Maggie— and then Glenn, not being able to stand it, tries to run up to him, and he ends up getting killed also. And there's your there's your so, there's your two kill. Right, certainly possible. Yeah, I've heard people say Eugene, um, which I could see where Eugene's character has kind of run his course. Um, I mean, certainly if yeah. they kill Eugene, Eugene Abraham, the girl I can't think of what her name is now, the girl that Abraham had a relationship with, and she's uh, the military type girl uh, that was traveling with Eugene and Abraham. Oh yeah, yeah. What is her name? Um, I think if any one of those three die, uh-huh. people won't care that much. Um, right. That's people, why it's got to be somebody you know, bigger than that because they say it's going to be devastating. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they if I, I I will say this, if they kill off Carl or nah. Rick or Daryl, well, we know or it's not Carol. We know it's not Rick. Why? Because of the uh, the previews they show that after I haven't watched any of the previews and I don't watch the ones that come on after. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> okay, well you already know That's that Rick okay. Rick has survived. And he's got blood splattered on the right side of his face. Oh, from, right. So the from, people were trying to figure out right. who, who was on his right side from the shots. Well, yeah. yeah. From the from the uh, yeah, from the camera yeah. camera angles. So it's Maggie, Abraham, motorcycle boy, Daryl. 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 Yeah. The, all, yeah. Those three so I, are the only ones I remember who were to that side of Rick. If they kill Daryl or Carl. Or uh, who's the third one? Uh, Rick, Daryl, Carl. There's a third one that I would lose my shit. In. Oh, Carol. Yeah. Daryl or Carol or Carl. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I will lose. I will. I will seriously have to consider if I really want to continue to watch the show. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Carl. Um, well, here's one thing that I've said though. 
so like from the time that uh, the uh, that Rick got out of the 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 beginning of the show where Rick comes out of the coma, the time from Rick coming out of the coma to present day is supposed to be like three or four years, I think, or maybe even less than that. But Carl has grown from about six years old to about 15. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like, you know, they have to kill him before he gets much older. And they're like, <laughs> really, it's been 10 years and. Yeah. He can't be a teenager and st- make us still believe it's only been three years since the zombie apocalypse yeah. for much longer. Well, that's true because man, he was he was real little when the show started. He's a little boy. Yeah, yeah. he's. I mean, and I mean the show's been on the adult. air seven years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If if somebody wanted to, right to uh, bring up that, anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I mean, so you know, we don't necessarily know how long they were in Alexandria before things started getting bad. So you know, there could have been an elapse of time where you know things were stable for a moment, or when you know, remember when they were in the at the prison and they were farming and doing all that stuff. That could have been you right know, an elapse of you know a year uh, while they were there. Well, that's well, that's what they've said. It's supposed to be X amount of years. Um, because um, one of the reasons the zombies are starting to look very – a lot of the zombies are very skeletal is because it's supposed to have been many years, you know, X amount of years since the zombie apocalypse, and so the yeah. zombies have really rotted away. Right. You know, you could just kind of wait. Well, the problem is that people die every day and be- make new zombies, so, you know, just of natural right. causes. I mean, yeah. You know, any survivors out there, so there's always a fresh supply I mean, I think we're supposed to believe that the majority of zombies were, were became zombies at the close to the apocalypse because because many of them people died just because they didn't know what was going on. Yeah. You know, before before it could all be figured out. Well, sure. Lots and lots of people got, you know, bitten quickly. Right. Right. Uh, Right. So. But you're right. Yeah. Some zombies would still be kind of fleshy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they are recently turned to zombies. So, yeah. hey, let me um, I know we're running out of time. We've been talking a long time. Yeah, and we, we want to do our uh, we want to do our um, thing we do every week, our oblique strategy. Yes. Um, but let me just run through three movies I watched and I'll do capsule one sentence. OK. Reviews. All right. Um, I watched Swiss Army Man with Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Franklin Dano that yeah. has been called the farting corpse movie. Uh-huh. And it is one of the most weird movies I've ever seen, but yet really interesting and likable. Definitely okay. worth watching. Huh. Okay, good. I watched uh, The World's End, which was the guys who did Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. And right. it's about a bunch of guys who are trying to do a pub crawl. Yes. But it's way more than that, and it's freaking fantastic. And and again, uh, lots of twists and turns you don't see coming, and right. uh, funny as hell, yes. just as good as their other movies. Definitely worth seeing. Right. And I watched Woody Allen's new movie Cafe Society, which came out on DVD, and oh. it's not Woody, not Woody's best, but not not horrible. Uh, definitely a, kind of a B minus C plus kind of a thing. It's pretty okay. typical Woody stuff. It's got Jesse Eisenberg in it, and um, he's oh. interesting at least. All right. So, so it's worth, but, worth um, watching on DVD. So, okay. I would say, yeah. Steve right. Carell's in it, and he's horrible in it. And, um, <laughs> Aww, that's too uh, bad. He's really horrible in it. And I read online that it was 
a role that Bruce Willis was going to do and then had to drop out and Bruce Willis would have been so much better. Wow. I like Steve Carell, but he's just totally miscast and totally not good in it. Yeah, that, and, seems, um, <laughs> that seems strange, yeah, that they would stu- choose Steve Carell when they couldn't get Bruce Willis. Weird. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think Carell, I don't know why they picked Carell. I think he's been in something else by Woody, but maybe not. I can't remember. Right. But uh, also Kristen Stewart, you know, the Twilight uh, girl right. who's who is in a in a relationship with some musician now and and has come out as bisexual. Um, Kristen oh. Stewart's in it, and and she's pretty pretty horrible in it too. Oh no, okay. <laughs> but but it's it's okay. It's worth seeing. I you know again not Woody's best. Certainly way better Woody movies to watch. But if you've okay. seen them all, Cafe Society's okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Not I think bad. that's everything I have. Sounds good, man. I have some. I have other stuff. I won't lie. I have I have well, four or five other things, but of course nothing that most. There's a couple things that can be saved for another episode. So all right, cool. Well, this has been a great episode so far. So uh, we've only got. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, we've only got one last thing to do, and what could that be? Is it the oblique strategy of the week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, and, and here it is. Strategy. Yes, oblique strategy All of the right. week is what wouldn't you do? I thought we had that one before. No. <laughs> we we might have sounds like all the other ones. Yeah, we might have had one that was similar to that. Wow. Sometimes it's certainly you, possible. Yeah, sometimes you hit a dud. So it's what wouldn't you do? Right. But I mean, that's a good one. Think yeah. about what the problem is, and you, you already have in your head what you wouldn't do. You've already in your head rejected four or five ideas. Right. Maybe you need to go back to those and see, see, think clearly about why did you reject that idea. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What wouldn't you do? Instead of thinking, God, what should I do? What wouldn't you do? At least consider right. it, maybe. Hmm. Right, or at least, you know... If you make a list of again, think about things you wouldn't do may lead you to make you realize what you would do. Uh. Because it doesn't say doesn't say what wouldn't you do do that. Well, that's <laughs> it just true. says what wouldn't you do. Well, yeah. Perhaps it, by think thinking mm-hmm. about that, you can find what you would do. Interesting. Okay. Make well. a list with pros and cons, <laughs> and then. <laughs> well, if you put it that well, way, it sounds like shit. <laughs> All right, so some oblique strategies are better than others, but this one, you know, you you may have to think on it for a day or two and it may may have some more meaning. What wouldn't you do? Yeah. What wouldn't you do? Yeah. Interesting. All right. So that's Good good episode, man. Is this episode 20? 20? Yes. Episode 20. Damn. We've done 20 awesome. episodes, brother. That's awesome. That's a, that's amazing. Yeah. That's like four months. We've been doing this four or five months now. Yeah, that's right. It's 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 become a a very welcome addition to the week. It's definitely a, I agree. a high point. I look forward to it and, and I certainly as I have as I have mentioned, I, I certainly make notes about things I want to talk about so uh because I'm yeah. old and senile and otherwise I would forget. <laughs> so no, I yeah, I'm glad that you do because it really adds so much to uh, to what to what's going on with the show. So, thank you, man. All right. Hey, uh, no problem. Yeah, it's, I guess it's time to uh, get out of here. So I'll just say, 
Slide in next week for another fabulous episode of A Slippery Slope. You know, I said I was going to try and come up with a new outro. Yeah. And But I, st- I still like Lodger Out and Proud. I think that's great. Lodger Out and Proud. But I also this week wanted to say, don't dream it, be it. Yes. <laughs> Love it. See, you tied it all up awesome. with a bow. You tied it all I up did. with a bow. <laughs> I did. That's wonderful. Uh, 